I uh, just felt led to give a testimony for the ones that got a prophecy about the dance. Um, um, there are, unf I appreciate more and more being connected to the type of ministry that you are, that we are. You know, to him who has, more shall be given. You only get connected to that ministry like that if you yourself are already operating in a measure of integrity. Because to him who has, more shall be given. And there were many things that I, uh, and not, not talking about the dance, there are things that I have kind of more or less um, mocked, despised, um, did not like. Um, and it's because people who were carnal were the ones who were displaying it or explaining it. And when you take a holy thing and you put it into the hands of a sinful thing, or you take a holy thing and you put it into the hand of a carnal thing, then that thing that you are trying to demonstrate to people will not come across the wrong right way because it did not come across the way God designed it and intended it. It came across the way that you wanted to intend it, sometimes for show and different other things. And so I am still learning more and more um, just about certain things, even certain parts of the faith that I personally did not like. You know what I mean by not like, it's just not my forte, you know, and so... Um, but I'm learning. Y'all be, be, be grateful that you have a pastor that don't think you know everything. <laughs> and the more he teaches me, the more I realize I don't know. And so, uh, so hallelujah. So, oh, back to what I was saying. I'm sorry, I forgot the whole testimony. Um, but you, uh, I'm learning things now that I never operated in, even taught, even wanted to know about. I'm learning them from my parent ministry now, and I recognize that I was wrong, and, you know, the Lord kind of blinked at that a little bit, only a little bit, because I was basing on what other men had said. But how many of you know it doesn't matter what everyone else says, because the answer is in the Word. That's why I said the Lord blinked at it a little bit. He understood that, well, your deception came from listening to other men, you know, but, uh, but the Bible says that the Word is what is going to speak when we stand before the Lord. And as a, that is something that they do over in uh, the African nations, particularly Yidipo's oh, church. They will um, now sometimes you know, when you get a word, you will obey that word because I'm telling you, you know. I'm, I remember, I remember one testimony of a lady, and she got a word. She desired to be, uh, she desired to be married, and uh, she said, "Lord, I know I was supposed to have a husband by now." And I'm not saying this is a word that's always applying to everybody. And um, and uh, what she did was, um, I don't know if she sensed her time, I don't know, but but she um, um, she got a piece of paper and put her husband on a piece of paper, and every night before she would go to bed, she would uh, uh, strip down naked and she would dance around a piece of paper, you know. Now worldly people will try to pervert that, you know what I'm saying? They'll try to look at that as, oh, she was naked and. You know, and all that type of stuff, but but that's not perverted when it comes to God. She had an intent. Her stripping, I mean, you know, God know what you look like naked. It's crazy. Okay? And so, but that was her way of stripping down bare and said, Lord, I bear everything, everything. And she got it from David, and David danced out of his clothes, you know. And, and it's interesting because, you know, um, let me be careful how I say this. I don't mean this to be a jab at women. I don't know why I'm saying this. 
But be very careful. Maybe it's because I have to be remember that people are listening. You have to be very careful if you have a man of God and you despise him because he's a man of God. Or you, and it can, this goes both ways, if you despise your spouse because they spend too much with God or you think that they're too deep or they spend too much time in prayer, too much riding time in prayer. You got to be very, very careful because the people that did that in Scripture end up getting the backhand of God. You know, and you see all, I mean, you know, uh, you see it all throughout Scripture. A woman can make a man, but she can also break a man. And you see that from Adam and Eve, even though that was not necessarily Eve's fault, because the Bible says Eve was deceived, but Adam was not. From Eve to, um, y'all remember when Job lost all of his stuff? You know, his wife snapped, told him to curse God and die. That is not what you want to do before you go, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Curse God and die. You know, you even see uh, Moses' sister get besides herself because she did not like her brother's decision. And she ended up leaving with leprosy because of it. You know, and you know, the most terrible one is David's wife. You know, it says that he was praising the Lord. He was not praising it to impress the women, but because of her mindset, she thought he was doing it to impress the women. The scripture says that she despised David because of how he praised the Lord, and she brought it to his attention and said, I see you out there embarrassing yourself in front of them girls. You know, and David, he said, if you thought that was something, watch this. And said so he went crazier. Okay. And then he danced out his clothes, just acted a complete fool for the Lord. And, uh, but the sad part of that story is the Lord looked at his wife's heart and he closed her womb. And would not allow her to have children because of that. I don't know why I added that. I just, just add things based on the spirit. I'm tired of trying to explain stuff and figure Jesus out all the time. I mean, you ain't going to never figure Jesus out. We can't even figure ourselves out. I'm still trying to figure out the ministry that he entrusted me with. I was repenting the day before yesterday, you know. But that's something that she did is that she danced before the Lord for an hour. I mean, that's a whole workout at a gym. You know, you sweating after that. And she just danced. And, and they don't do that Holy Ghost dance, you know, dun 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 where your legs tired in 30 seconds and you got to breathe. You know, when Africans dance, the way that they dance, you could do that for an hour. You can do that because it's dancing before the Lord. And um, uh, she did that every night for three months. And I think at the end of the three months, her husband showed up. And, and they have those testimonies where they get these things. And their thing is, is that in the natural realm, you know, if you want a large sum of money, you want a million dollars. For some people, they act a fool if they want 10. How many of you know money is money? And so it isn't me. If you don't believe, you can give me yours. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I might have took that the wrong way, so let me just keep on going. Um, and so, but, but I know that you can, we don't generally know what we would do, but somebody just gave you $10 million. You're going to do one or two things. You're going to become paralyzed and just stand there and weep, like that picture of Michael Jordan that's floating around on social media. <laughs> just standing there, just weeping. Um, or you're about to act a buck wild fool. They, they're not gonna be able to calm you down. You're gonna be hollering and screaming. And, and all of that. And so, and so there is a side where you, in planet Earth, we tend to give thanks and rejoice after we get the answer. But in the kingdom of God, that's how you make the answer come. They cannot let you rejoice about something that you don't have. 
And so if you begin to say, Lord, I need this, and you said all of your promises are yes and amen, so I'm going to keep on giving you thanks and keep on giving you praise because I believe that I have this even though I don't see it. Now, sometimes the Lord will, I hate to say it this way because I'm not saying I'm absolutely correct. Sometimes the Lord will wait on you. He'll let you do it for a couple of days because he want to see, are you faithful to praise him? Do you really believe what he said about being? The Bible says that through faith and patience, Abraham inherited everything that God promised him. Faith and patience. And so sometimes God just wants to hear the praise. He wants to see if it's genuine. But you cannot do that. It's illegal. It's illegal. In the spiritual realm, it's illegal for you to praise God about something in faith and they not give you the answer. It is not only illegal, it is unjust. And so, and that's why when you praise God for things and how I many you know, sometimes it gets worse. Then they have nothing to do with anything. Y'all remember with uh, the man that uh, shared his last thing and then just, I'm learning to flow with the spirit better. Realizing why my sermons get shorter and shorter sometimes. Um... But the woman, the man came to Jesus and said, hey, man, I need you to uh, heal my daughter because she's lying at home sick. Jesus said, OK, I'll come. Followed the man. And on his way, he was stopped by a woman who had been uh, had a particular sickness called an issue of blood for 12 years. It's interesting. He was going to see a girl that was 12 and was stopped by a woman that had been sick for 12 years. That's a whole prophetic symbolism thing. But, you know, she snuck up behind Jesus. She got healed. Jesus said, who did that? Because he felt power come out of him. And, uh, you know, it says that he, I mean, you know, if you've been sick with an issue of blood, if you've been bleeding for 12 years and you just got healed and somebody asked you what happened, how many of you know this ain't getting ready to be no 10-second testimony? You're about to hear a story. Well, you know, it started back when Jesus had to sit there and listen to that. He was patient. <laughs> He wasn't holding the microphone, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? So the point that I'm making is that while he's talking with the woman, uh, one of the servants of the man ran up and said, you know what, don't bother Jesus anymore. Your daughter has now died. And in an amazing moment, Jesus turned to the man and says, do not be afraid. Only believe. Only believe what? What you said the first time. You said that if I come lay hands on your daughter, she would be healed. The fact that the situation has gotten worse has nothing to do with my power and your prayer. Sometimes the Lord will let it get worse just to prove to you that that has nothing to do with the formula or the equation. To teach you how not to be moved by what you see. And only go by what you said. And the individual that's backing up what you said, already said, before you ask, the answer is yes. Okay, so learn to stand and then stand there for. Just stand, y'all, and that's not the end of the world. My wife and I were having a conversation this morning about, you know, how God doesn't give... You know, we came from circles where everything was instant, instant, instant. If you don't get an instant answer, it must be something wrong with you. You know, and that's just not the case. Because when you study the scripture, it talks about faithfulness and endurance. Standing, therefore, persecution. When you've done all to stand, keep on standing. Faith and patience. All of the people in the Bible, they got what they asked for. It just didn't come in the time they asked for it. 
It may not come today, but it'll come tomorrow because God knows how to make it show up right on time. Because more than your blessing, he is interested in your growth. And he said, let patience have its what? Perfect work so that you may be perfect, lacking nothing. So the issue is you ain't going to never like anything. If you would just be patient for a little while and realize it ain't the end of the world because you ain't got a new house yet. It's not the end of the world because you're not out of debt yet. It's not the end of the world that you're not healed yet. It's not the end of the world. You just think it is. And how many of you know you've been in some stuff longer than you thought you could last? Some of y'all got up. Sign for the sun. This is it. I'm coming to join you, Paul, whoever your family members are. Grandma, I'm going to be up there in a second. And the next day, I'm sorry, Jesus, I just lost it for a second. I lost my mind. I thought I was going under. God knows your tolerance level, not you. He does. You know, and you know what? Now, I'm, let me share this one little small thing. It was a, I learned something here recently that will help you sometimes with your frustrations. There are times when you will ask the Lord for direction and he will say nothing. And I finally realize sometimes why he doesn't say anything. How many of you have been stuck in between two opinions? You didn't know whether to go left or whether to go right. And God won't say nothing. You want to know why he does that sometimes? It's because he knows that even though you are confused, when you make the decision in your confusing state, you are going to make the right decision. So he doesn't say anything. Because even though you're like, oh, let me see, do I go left or do I go right? Do I go left or do I go right? Lord, he ain't saying nothing. Jesus, he ain't saying nothing. Holy Ghost, he on a lunch break. Angels, they on vacation. Can't get in touch with the pastor. He gone. Man. Lord, which way? He doesn't say anything. You know why? Because he already knows that in that state of confusion, you're going to make the right decision. Hence, always, that's why you never, never be afraid to just make a decision. Never be afraid to make a decision. Because God already has built into your destiny your mistakes. It is just the blatant on purpose living in sin as a lifestyle he can do nothing with. Mistakes come a dime a dozen. And if, if let me tell you something, if mistakes were a reason to be disqualified, I can go and walk up this pulpit and, and just go on home, turn my house in, turn in everything, my keys to my car, just, just going out there and just be homeless on the street with another brother and just stand there. I am totally unworthy. Because, I mean, you know, you'd have made some mistakes. And, the, and watch this. I, I ain't even talking about the ministry. I'm talking about my personal life. When it comes to the ministry, do you realize that the more you get promoted, the more mistakes you make? Because of the responsibility. You're going to make more mistakes. And I'm just glad. You know, that's something I've just been realizing more and more and more. And I, I've been saying that. And, and, and you make mistakes. And sometimes your mistakes need to be addressed so you can get better. There are a couple of people that I'm mentoring right now. And I tell them, I said, the season in your life now is not a matter of right and wrong. It's a matter of, it's a matter of better and better. You, you, you're doing this here. And it's not that it's terrible. It's just that there's a better way. You know, like the Letitia said in the movie Black Panther, she said, just because something good doesn't mean it can't be improved. You know, and so so it's just very, very important to remember that, that your mistakes are built into the equation. God picks you knowing that you're going to deny him three times while cussing people out. 
Y'all know what I mean by that. Okay. So, all right. Let's go ahead and do this little short lesson.